You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Welcome back to the program. It is The Big Show. George Russick back midweek next week. Peter Klein is here today. What up? GVP is here in the other room. You betcha. Patty's here. I don't know. He went to the washroom or something, So, but he's around. Yeah. Helping out, doing his part. Maybe he's getting breakfast again. He's been I crushing he, waffles. He's all been week. crushing a lot of breakfast. Yes. Yeah, it has made me incredibly hungry every yeah. every day. This is a new bit for him. Yeah, he doesn't usually do this, but I have some, that impact on some about that neighbor neighborhood I mean, is, breakfast spot. It is right there. I got it some is. great waffles it, over there. Let me do. tell you. They oh, got to pay for parking. Oh, I love their breakfast sausages too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they charge by weight, so that kind of gets I you do, a little bit. But I do love a good charge by weight. Yeah. Yeah. But my yeah, breakfast I, there are like sixteen dollars. Like they're yeah. not. They got heavier spot, containers though. there. I think now they moved to plastic ones. I feel like they're a little heavier. I think oh, they're trying to gouge oh, you. Are they? I don't want to start anything with them because I like them over there. But like, hey, come on, I, I kind of see what you they're would, doing. You what we should do? Just get some paper towel. Just <laughs> doesn't the, matter because I'm bringing up my bill to like eighteen bucks anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> This it doesn't matter. Just save the thirty cents yeah. on the package, or just put it all on the paper towel. Yeah, and just bring <laughs> the paper towel over to the weight. <laughs> think they'll let us back? <laughs> just hand them this greasy mat yeah. of bacon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how much is this? Just in my hand. I'll just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me just lay my hand down on it. <laughs> I was imagining just setting it on the scale, just dropping yeah. my greasy pile of bacon oh, on the man. Measure it for me. <laughs> We're live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Worried about radon? We installed custom mitigation systems to reduce your risk. To find out more, visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, Connor McGahey is going to join us, talk a little avalanche. Uh, there's going to be a little stars discussion on the program as well, as Owen Newkirk is going to join Patty for Big Show Plus. Big Show Premium, just after 9 o'clock. Matt Devlin's going to join us. We're going to talk a little bit of Raptors at 8.30 as well. We have our Place of the Week. How are they this week, JVP? They're pretty good. Pretty standard. That was a ringing endorsement. That was, yeah. Okay. B is... Of all the Places of the Week, these are are definitely some of them. You guys are pretty professional this week. There weren't too many bloopers, but... All right. That, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, I don't... We got some. There's still two hours left, JVP. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's a fair point. Hey, uh, I have a couple questions before we get to the Flames and the Stars, guys. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but yesterday was the American Thanksgiving. What? Yeah, uh, here's the deal. In the NHL, it's kind of a benchmark. Since the start of the 0506 season, 184 of the 240 teams that have been in the playoffs at this point have gone on to make the playoffs. Mm. A clip of 76.7%, essentially. At this point, if you are in the playoffs, there's a 75% chance that you stay there by the end of the year. Okay, well, season's done. That also means, (laughs) but the other logic here that does not mean the season is done is that four teams that are currently in the NHL's playoff positions are going to fall out of it. If you look at the wild card standings right now, PK, Mm -hmm. three, four, or five teams have to fall out of the standings. Who would your teams that you pick be? For me, it's pretty easy. I would go with the Blues. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would go with the Kraken. Yep. I would go with the Detroit Red Wings. Yep. They're not as easy, but I would go with the Red Wings. And, and, and 
I'm going to go with the Washington Capitals. Yes. That um, seems un- unsustainable. With the, They got a score, right? I mean, they've scored over the last week, but... They, they're on a bit of a heater right now. Yeah. They also have had an absolute slump to start the season, and they only have a one-point edge on the Flyers for a playoff spot right now. So the, they look to me as a team that could still fall out that of it. That Metro race is going to go all year. Yes. Like the other teams that I'm looking at, Boston, no. Florida, no. Tampa, no. New York's good. Carolina's going to be fine. The Toronto's Tampa, probably going to get their, everything sorted out there. The, yeah. thing, the thing with Tampa, we expected like Jonas Johansson and them to just like, yeah, they have such minus two goal differential, and there's probably other things going on in Tampa, but they are that team that is outscoring issues that once Vasilevsky comes back, and he's coming. He's yeah. coming quick. The Lightning are <laughs> one of the worst teams at even strength when it comes to their goal differential. I believe they were a minus... Mm, I'm not going to say a reckless number here because I had it in the stat pack, but they were like the flames are also not very good at even strength, Yeah, but the lightning have been one of the worst teams at even strength all season long. It's wild. They're hanging out in third in the Atlantic right now, and they're just getting one of the best goalies in the world back at some point like that. Yes. feels like a missed Within opportunity, by, here, by yeah. the way. It feels like a missed up. Oh, I, I have him in yeah. fantasy. I am well aware. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You got the live footage from uh, Emily's yeah. practice facility. Yeah, nice, very yeah, good. Yeah, I'm j- like I have a, a laptop that is just frozen on a mouse <laughs> over the drop button for Corpusalo, just waiting, <laughs> just Pull waiting to shoot him into the side. Yeah. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> all right, so four teams are coming out: the Blues, the Kraken, the Capitals, and the Red Wings. We're all consensus there. Yep. Who's getting into this thing? You have to pick two from the West. You have to pick two from the East, and one of the ones from the East has to be someone in the Metropolitan Division. Okay. It's pretty simple. Yeah. It's not that hard. If it's a Metro, I'm going to say Pittsburgh. Jumping up. They currently have 18 points that trail the Capitals by four. I'm going to say for the Metro team, uh, New Jersey. I don't think they're. Oh, sorry. Yeah, New Jersey. I didn't even see New Jersey there. They're down there. They need a goalie. Well, they also struggled since. And Jack Hughes is hurt. Jack Hughes got banged up. Jack Hughes. Jacques Hughes. I think those are a couple of good guesses for for the East over there. How about the West? I think Minnesota gets it figured out. Really? Yeah. Oof. I have no idea here. Could it be the Flames? Yeah. Could be. Could it be the Coyotes? Look. It could be. We we have our fun, and it's real bad right now. It, feel- it could easily be the Oilers. It could totally be the Oilers. Two of the top three players in the world, you would like that they could go on a bit of a heater here. Who's the third player there? If you're saying two of the top three. I was just being conservative. It could be. I would say McKinnon. I I just figured if you said two of the top three that you had a third on lock that you were ready to go to. So I was just (laughs) just ready to pull the trigger on. You know what? Philip Forsberg. That's who. Yeah. Yeah. Frankie Vitrano. Yeah. If Edmonton doesn't get two points today, it's getting darker and darker. I know Frank says it's still a couple weeks away from life support here. 11 points. Well, what do you mean? 10 points out. I asked Frank, I legitimately, like, you look at this team. I don't know if they're that good. I think Evander Kane is doing a very good job fulfilling his role. I think Zach Hyman's a player that every team would love to have, and he's at a very good cap hit. I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins is an elite power play specialist and mm-hmm. a good middle six player. And you've got, like PK said, two of the top three players on the planet in Dreisaitl and McDavid. And all those guys are on the top two lines. Yes. They don't have good depth. And their blue line, I would say, was over their skis last year. Ekholm hasn't looked good. He hasn't looked as healthy this year. He hasn't looked what we've used to seeing him in Nashville. Darnell Nurse is more of the same, and Evan Bouchard is more of the same. I don't know if they're that good. And I don't know if getting a goalie that is not 
one of the eight guys that we've listed off with Brent Cron in that exercise a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago when we went through, and it was like, these are the elite guys. Sorokin, Shosturkins, Vasilevskis. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get one. Ottingers. You're not going to no, get one of those. You're, you're going to get Jake Allen. You're going to get, you know, are you going to sign Yarrow Halak? Reimer. Or James Ryder. Are you going to sign Yarrow Halak? Like, those are the options right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like to. I, I, I know I like to, like, like tongue-in-cheek, give it to them pretty good. But, like, I legitimately look at this, and I, you watch McDavid, and you watch Dreisaitl, like, one of the things that Elliot Friedman talked about on 32 Thoughts a couple weeks ago was that another executive was talking to him about the Oilers and said, like, last year, they got everything they possibly could out of this roster, and they didn't improve it. Squeezed all the juice. Yeah. It was also the absolute... were historically good on the power play, they and were now his... it's come back down. They to were historically level. good across the board. Yeah. McDavid was historically good. Dreisaitl was... All of a lot of their forwards and defensemen had career years. They had a young goalie elevate his game to elevate a Calder, cu- big Calder time. Trophy status. Yeah, um, just not the same now. I just I, I I don't see they it has to they they cannot lose today. They need two points today. That's that's straight up there. They need to cut this deficit down to ten, uh, less than ten points. So if Washington's I, I think going, by the way, Washington's going for a six straight. Yeah, win they're just they the hottest team in the league. Yeah, as they welcome so, the Oilers. So I, I think tonight. we've established that you're maybe not on the Oilers for being that second team to jump into the West. Who who would it be for you? Like, it seems like it's I, tougher I, in the West to find teams. It uh, does really. Apart from Chicago and San Jose, it could be anybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, honestly, Arizona could get into this. I think so, and I think the Ducks could. Yeah. Predators have won it's three very, in a row. Very weak in the West. <laughs> I also think that the Blues and the Kraken could just stay there. Yep. All of these are possible. And also, I also think the Flames could do it. Even yeah. if they trade off guys. It's gonna they're talking about Frank was talking about this on one of his shows. Uh, I want to say last in the earlier this week, one of his weekly shows. Is 90 points gonna get you into the West this year? Mm-hmm. It might. Well, I mean, right now typically um, it's 96, 97, 98. 90 might be good. Seattle's 8-8-5 eight, eight, and five holding that last wild card spot right now. 500. Yeah. Just, yeah 84 points. Get in. That's <laughs> no, it. you're right. Like it's, it, it does not look like a, a real murderer's row here. And no. so you do wonder if there's a team like an uh, Arizona or an Anaheim who's like, you know what? We've been bad for a while. Let's just give her. Like, go out, make a couple moves for something available. Yeah, like, if you're the Coyotes... You do well for the young kids. And you want to trade, like, one of your million mid-round draft picks. Yeah. They've got, what, three, four, seven third-round picks over the next three years. You can go get someone to add. They're right. Expiring UFA. They got plenty of cap space. Twelve million, almost $13 million by the deadline. As long as they don't put anyone on LTIR. They've got to stay above water, oh, and they can goodness. use it. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of love these plucky coyotes. I do too. Yeah, <laughs> and, and a lot of might. players on that team I like. And they they and the drop dead date for them trying to find a new arena is common quick. Yes, it there. is. Salt Lake City Coyotes, Houston Coyotes. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, the Flames lost to the Stars four three in their first meeting this season. The Flames outshot the Stars forty seven to thirty. Jeez, Ottinger was really good. That loss was obviously in Calgary. Um. They've won five straight games down in Dallas. I don't know if that means a whole lot. Do you read more into the Flames have won five straight in Dallas or the Dallas Stars are the top team in the Western Conference in the Central Division? Which one is more relevant to you here? Uh, the, the the Stars being the top okay, team. In yeah, the- thought so. Only the St. Louis Blues have seen a bigger jump in goals per game from October to November than the Flames. 
The Flames averaged hmm. 2.11 goals per game in October. They're up 1.39 goals per game to three and a half in the month of November. Kind of feels like it, hey? Like just eye test and vibes. It feels like there's been a bit more offense going on. Without a doubt. Now, did I think like almost a goal and a half per game? Did it feel like that? Not necessarily, but they really were struggling to score early on. A um, couple troubling numbers for the Flames as far as the amount of time that they are leading and the amount of time that they are trailing. The lowest percentage of time leading, the Flames are fourth worst in the NHL. They spend 21.7% of the time leading. They are in a category with teams like Chicago, Minnesota, Anaheim, and San Jose. They also don't spend a lot of time when they're not trailing. Almost half the time that the Flames have been playing, they have been trailing in games this year. 46.6% of the time that they have been playing, they have been trailing in games. That is one of the things with all these like come-from-behind wins lately. It's like, you know, you could just... Just get out in front of them, too, right? right? Like, you can make it a little easier. Like, you're allowed to score first. San Jose and Chicago have both trailed for more than half of the time that they have played this season. What a life to live. Jonathan Huberto's look more comfortable late playing an opponent he's very good against historically. In 25 games against Dallas, he's got 30 points. No active player has a higher points per game pace against the Dallas Stars than his 1.2. Also, uh, this is kind of relative to the Oilers as well, and the goaltending conversation. Um, Jacob Markstrom is doing the opposite of what Skinner and co are doing. He's making stops against high danger chances. He's not facing as many as the Oilers are giving up, but he (laughs) is making saves high danger goals saved above average. He is at 6.06. The only goaltender better is Thatcher Demko. Yeah. He has been everything you could have wanted. He's making the the big saves when they need it. When they give up bad chances. This is where you want to be. He's in a group with Thatcher Demko, Ilya Sorokin, Semyon Varlamov, Jeremy Swayman. They're all having very good years. Yeah, that's a pretty good company to keep. All that being said, Markstrom has struggled with the Stars in his recent starts. Is Since 2019-2020, his goals against average against Dallas, 4.27. It is his hmm. worst against any team by far. So I do wonder if they go to maybe a bit of a Vladar situation here tonight yeah maybe like it's I, I don't know what his numbers are against Colorado but that's a team that's put up some big numbers against everyone as well but no mm. th- like this is th- this is a, a real tricky one to figure out where to put Vladar or I mean quite honestly do you just go Markstrom back to back like do you just go hey man gonna be a little rough uh we'll we'll get you an ice bath on Sunday but we're, we're gonna need you for 120 minutes here over the weekend we need you to do more of saves that have people going Mm. Ah! (laughs) yep hey uh mentioned also from that game back on wednesday uh against the nashville predators Ah! there was some things from our radio broadcast that i was made aware of yesterday Mm. uh that the the referee mike was a little bit hot on our broadcast in particular this was not a problem on the television broadcast this was strictly a problem on our Radio broadcast here in Calgary for whatever reason. Uh, I've got a few clips from it with Derek and Megan as they were maneuvering around this. You'll hear Pat Steinberg at one point as well. Uh, here, here's the first one for you. It's the other kid in the box. Yeah, the other we, kids we in the box. Yeah. We held him. Yes. Yeah, it was the back checker. <laughs> you go high, we got a penalty. Is it wrong that I want him to swear? They had the full feed. <laughs> Just talking about talking about the the, the play. 
how he's calling it, and of course, Derek. Is it wrong that I want him to swear? Oh, just you hold on, sir. It would be funny. <laughs> as long as it's nothing <laughs> vulgar, you know? Maybe just a four-letter bomb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. That sentence. As long as it's nothing <laughs> vulgar, you, you know? You put it in Maybe the universe. four-letter bomb. Nothing too vulgar, just a four-letter bomb. What? Yeah. Wait a second. Uh, just is it, is it that, isn't that pretty vulgar? I like, hope he, what, 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 what do you mean? I hope he says damn. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. You know, I, I, I want him to curse. Nothing racist, but I would like to hear him curse. <laughs> what? What does that mean? <laughs> Uncle Dan at Thanksgiving. at the point on the penalty kill. And... <laughs> what is that? So I don't know. This, this is moments later. And the referee was very shocked by something. Goes up to pressure at the point on the penalty kill and on the penalty kill and. Whoa! So there was that. Uh, we also have this stomach of Markstrom. Oh, there we go. It's only a matter of time. That was not Pat. That was not Megan. That was not Derek. That was one of the officials. That was the four-letter vulgar word that Derek was looking for. Stomach of Markstrom. Ah. Oh, there we go. I think the referee just went, ah, and then dropped it. Ah, I don't think yeah. it was at anybody. <laughs> no. I just think it was maybe he, like, stumbled and he dropped a puck. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a little F-bomb. Blade caught a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe a player said something to him. Like yeah. Maybe a little joke or something. So he dropped that. Um, Remember, he left the oven on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> the piece de resistance is this. Okay, we uh, yeah, let's just kill the feed I'm from just Nashville. Why don't we just <laughs> down a little bit? <laughs> Apologies for that. <laughs> And they posted this on our Twitter. They did post this on our Twitter, which is amazing, it's by the way. Right. It's still Which awesome. is incredible. But, GVP, can you turn it up just a little bit? Because I just want to focus on this very first part. Back to the minors, 2 eh? <laughs> You're going to be back in the minors soon, you blanking loser, I believe is the... It is still up on our Twitter if y'all want to go take the uncensored version. <laughs> oh, nice. Right up there. Back up for me. We don't need. Okay, we. Okay, we. It reminds me of when Randy swore at Pat on overtime and, and Pat went, okay, we. Uh, let's just kill the feed. Oh, yeah. Why don't we just down a little bit? Brandy. Apologies for that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Can you try and find that Randy clip? Oh, God. Where would the hell would that be? I have no idea where that oh. would be. Okay, so here's the thing. It's it's back to the minors, too. Is that referring to the ref? I, or I th I there, think, isn't, there, there isn't a I 28 think, on Nashville. I think oh, that's I a Lindholm? player. There isn't? Not that I... Uh, well, and I don't think he's talking to Lindholm. No, because no, that's the thing. So it's like, unless the ref has the jersey number of 28, it's someone talking to Lindholm, unless, which is just... a. <laughs> Like, do, uh, do a bit of homework. <laughs> I can't go down. Do a down. bit of homework. Let's <laughs> come back. Like, let's see. Uh, Cody Beach number. Uh, no, that's when he was a player in his referee. Cody Beach. 
45. So I don't think it's him. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Scroll down to number 28. That's Chris Lee. But he wasn't refing the game yesterday. So it was someone telling Lindholm that they were going to the American, that he was going to the American Hockey League. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that feels. That feels like a miss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think that's a miss. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, I can't find the Randy call while we're doing this. That's too. Sorry, bad. I've sent us down a rabbit hole now. Oh, I got it. Oh, it's soon. I got Randy. Okay, sorry. Soon. I got Randy. Okay, let's hear this too. This is good. Hey, Pat, fuck off. Bring back Rob. You. <laughs> Wait, no, you have to play the Pat part. Oh, this is all I have. This, no. is, this is all I, it's just Randy oh, Stone. The best part is Pat yeah, I know, after. I know. It's just Randy oh. Stone. All right. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he does. Yeah. He's all like, right. oh, okay. I've heard that clip a lot. <laughs> if I was up there with oh, them. I, okay, here it is. Okay. <laughs> and our final call oh, tonight go. goes to Randy. Hello, Randy. What's up? Hey, Pat, fuck off. Bring back Rob. You and <laughs> what a what a lovely night on the uh, program tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I just love how chipper he starts the Hey Pat. <laughs> 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 okay, we uh I'm let's just, gonna, just kill the feed. Why don't we just kill the If I was up there Apologies for that. If I was up there, I would dive across the table to keep Pat from turning that feed down. Like no 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 no. We are, we are sticking. I will turn you guys down. We are sticking with this. Right up there. Back up for me. We don't need. Okay, we. Okay, back up, back up there, back up there, Smitty. Come on, Smitty. I like that Cole Smith is already Smitty too. Yeah, didn't very original. I'm always just so impressed by NHLers and the way that they can just come up with nicknames. It's incredible <laughs> stuff. Uh, we'll take a break. I have some football thoughts that I want to get to before we're out of this hour. Um, plus, oh, we got a big fan engagement segment coming up, guys. Yeah, we do. Oh, before yeah. the end of the hour. I'm really excited about this. Uh, but first, a little bit of a football discussion. Some thoughts on Dan Campbell. I wish Russick was here because he kind of gets back to our conversation last week. But I still want to have the conversation even though he's not here because then I win the arguments. Oh, okay. Feels reasonable, right? Yeah, totally. All right, we'll take a break. Sports at 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the program. Happy Friday, friends. Hope you're having a lovely day thus far. Black Friday, get yourself some deals. Save yourself a few bucks here and there. How about that? I might have already bought a trip this morning. <laughs> Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah you going to Cincinnati? No, no, I'm not oh. going to Cincinnati. Oh. You know what's crazy? Um, we went to see Haley's dad the other weekend. Uh, he lives out in Canmore. Mm -hmm. And he had met somebody who's from Cincinnati, who's like a Bud Light rep or something, <laughs> who has a box. They had these pictures of these chips from Cincinnati with a whole bunch of Bengals logos on them and stuff what? like that. They were terrible chips, by the way. Oh. Just awful, putrid. But look at those. What are these called? Grippos? <laughs> Grippos. Grippos barbecue chips. Who day? Oh, neat. Yeah. And they're in a box. How about that? Oh. And they said, apparently, you ever want to go to Cincinnati watch a game? Let us know. Come on down. Hang out. Damn right. There you I go. Was like, you know place what? To stay? You got your in. 
you know what? Maybe I will. But this trip is for Toronto next summer to ah, go yeah, see yeah. the Blue Jays. Oh, there you go. And the renovated Rogers Center. Yes. Fully renovated. Go see Shohei and the Blue Jays. Shohei yeah, and the go Jays. see Shohei. Go see Cody Bellinger. Goss, Juan Soto. The Goss Dog. Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Cody Bellinger. Are they going to get Trout too? I mean, yeah. I mean, man, LA might probably just sell get a trout. Whole, whole farm. Probably yeah. should get Trout. Um, I mean, it's Rogers. You get pay. Pete Alonso. Yeah, I'd trade for Pete, get Alonso. Pete Alonso. Yeah. Like, we have five DHs now. Along with Bo and Vlad, because we're not moving. Well, yeah, you don't want to move them. I ain't moving Kevin Biggio. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Biggio, a couple prospects. I'm sure you can make it work. Addison Barger, he's gone. Yeah, see ya. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That'll get Juan Soto. It's a series against the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, there you go. The uh, Ryan Mountcastle on uh, Adley Rushman. Uh, dominant Orioles. We made sure to make sure there's a Tuesday in there so we can do the 999 challenge. Yeah, you there have you to. It's going to be nine the, hot dogs, it's nine be the first innings. game that Let's we go, go to of the series. Hell yeah. Woof. What day is yeah. that? It's going to be early August. Oh. First week of August, I think. Oh, it's a long weekend, maybe. We leave after the long weekend. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so we get an extra long. I'm going to take that week off. Mm. An extra long week. A little extra long vacation. It's going to be very nice. It's a long ways away, though. Black Friday. Go ahead and get yourself a deal. Yeah. Uh, lots to get to here for the rest of the show. Connor McGee, he's going to join us just after 8. We're going to talk Colorado Avalanche as they are the opponent for the Calgary Flames coming up on Saturday, and we love hanging out with Connor. Matt Devlin's going to join us at 8.45. We have uh, the average at best bloopers from the week as per GVP. <laughs> well, Looking I find they're funny. I don't know. Comedy's <laughs> subjective. See what you guys think. That's a fair point by you. Yeah. Yeah, comedy is suge- subjective. That's that's fair. I can't remember any moments though, so that's the thing. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I did my best because it's all been good. Yeah, is that what you guys are all getting? It's all been hilarious. My my last time filling in for a bit. It's nice that I've left my mark. Yeah, I couldn't remember a damn thing. We'll see you in a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ross Tucker joined us yesterday. Today he's calling Iowa and Nebraska sickos. <laughs> yeah, you sent me the total in this game, and I'm like. Yeah, so hammer the under. I, I, I asked him about. <laughs> I don't know if you want to hammer it this time. No, I asked you about. Are uh, we asked um, Ross about the the under for that Iowa game? Because his the, all season long, their totals have been set at like thirty one and a half, thirty two and a half, and it's been under every single time. The total for the game that Ross Tucker is calling today. 24 and a half. Oh, yeah. Nebraska against Iowa. The total set at 24 and a half. Nebraska with a win becomes bowl eligible. So that's a big yeah, game. Yeah, it's a relevant game for it both these huge. teams. Like, Iowa's already game. going to the Big Ten title game, so it doesn't really matter for sure. them. Great. But Nebraska needs a win to go bowling. 24 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. 24 and a half. If we have time, I got another little college thing that I want to get to because it, I continue college NCAA football continues to just be. The gift that keeps on giving as far as audio, sound bites, and just, oh, yeah. This yeah. is dumb. What are we doing? Th- that game is on at the same time as TCO Oklahoma, which has a total of 63 and a half. Yeah. Which is so more between standard. the two. Yeah. Between the two, we have an average total. Yeah. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Be an average amount of scoring in the standard. 10 o'clock window. <laughs> uh, yesterday, three games. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Lions and the Packers game because it's the most interesting of the three. The other two were blowouts yeah. and whatever. Um, a Pete should have thought about the waxing gibbous yesterday. Definitely should have. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. pick was the Lions minus seven and a half. I had the under. The Lions scored late to blow the under up. Patty took the Packers because he knew it was a waxing gibbous. Yeah, yep. and they never lose when it's a waxing gibbous. 
The Lions are, are undefeated, are winless. Oh, they, yes, they sorry. Were, they were the Waxing Gibbous is undefeated. The, under, yes. the Waxing Gibbous is undefeated, but they were 0-12 heading into last night's game. And I, I looked through it. The Packers have played them. This would be the Packers' third win against the Lions on a Waxing Gibbous. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Good. Relevant. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, if I would have known that, then <laughs> I would have changed <laughs> my pick. Point, the Packers yeah, do have yeah. the most wins against the Lions on a Waxing Gibbous moon. The big story from the game was not the astrology. It was the play calling of the Detroit Lions, which mm-hmm. continued to be exceptionally aggressive. Uh, this is a conversation that we had last week on the show with Russick. Russick's point was that Dan Campbell is going to have to chill out a little bit at some point. Take some punts. Do some field goals because it's going to come back to bite them in the ass. And yesterday was that game. My point was you can't necessarily stray from your identity that you have instilled in your team because players can sniff out a fraud from a million miles away. And one of his strongest skills, he being Dan Campbell, is being a leader of men. And I still stand by that point. But yesterday, maybe too much for even me. Really? Yes. Even too much for even me. Let's go through some of their fourth down tries. First try down on the Green Bay 35, fourth and four. Not too short, but heck it. You're already down. You had the fumble return touchdown earlier. Lots of time. If you fail, it's fine. You're trailing 23-6. Just a little bit of time left in the half. Need a spark. Now, I guess on the other hand, if you take the points, all of a sudden you're a two-score game going into the half. That's the other kind of portion of this, but... I understood it because you got to go with your identity in a situation like this. Now, the other part of this would be the second one. You just scored a touchdown. Your defense forces a punt. You get the ball back, but then you get coffin cornered on the punt. Fourth and four from the 24 direct snap fake punt. Packers all over it. The Lions, I think it's gotten to the point in the season where anytime that you're in a fourth down situation, the defense is exceptionally aware that you're either going to go for it or you're going to try and fake something. Yeah. Packers would turn that into a touchdown and a 29 to 14 lead. This is the one that I had the biggest problem with. The the fake punt one? The fake punt one. Yes. No, I, I would agree with that. Like th- there is cuz I am all for just like let her fly. Like just go for it. I wouldn't even roster a punter. But um <laughs> there's okay, th- that's th- yeah. that's steep, but okay. There there is an exception when you're on your own 20 something yard line. Like it, it, I have to at least on the TV shot be able to see the logo at midfield if I'm going to be considering this from my own side of half. Look at how Green Bay's playing that punt. They're not coming after Detroit. No, they're all there's. They got guys at the second level. They've got big spaces. Nobody can reach those blocks. There's no need for Detroit to run a fake there because Green Bay is going to be able to reach it no matter what. They should so have bailed out. They should have bailed yeah. out. They should have had a second. You know, okay, check out. We're going to punt this thing instead. Mm-hmm. Campbell should have noticed that because the Packers, like, they were not coming after that punt it's at an all. NFL team, like, they sh- they w- they would have that installed. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah, just you, didn't you think succeed a... on it? They did, or they didn't call they... it, or they didn't. Whoever's job it is to get out there and change the play. It's like Campbell's seventh fake punt since he's gotten to Detroit. Oh yeah, he loves it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I the, the fake punt will catch you off guard every now and then. If you're gonna go for it, like, you are paying your offensive players a large sum of money to go get four yards in certain cases. Just mm-hmm. do it with them. Like you don't have to catch them off guard every time. Just like if you're paying Jared Goff to be your quarterback and Amon Ross St. Brown has the most 100 yard receiving games in the league. Let them just, just do it. That, that was the part. One of the parts I had the problem with like, Hey, just don't do it. But B let your best players be your best players in that spot. The biggest thing here was 24 yard line. Yeah. Like, you got to fake it. If you're going to go for it, you have to fake it from your own 24. Don't you? 
I would just like if you're gonna go for it in that spot, I would just go for it. Like, uh, the, like he said, the fake punt wasn't fooling anyone. You've done it more times than anyone has in the NFL. Just leave the offense out there, because you see that you leave the offense out there. The crowd starts, oh, 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 and then it gets all crazy and atmosphere and vibes and all that. I, yeah, I, I just think there are certain times where it's getting a bit too cute. I would. They just... also have the play. They have the playmakers. Yeah, you got Jameer Gibbs. You got David Montgomery. You got. Amon Ross St. Brown. Right. Like, oh, yeah. You got Sam Laporta. Fourth down, huge spot. Let's make sure we direct snap the ball to our backup linebacker who played fullback in high school once. Like, <laughs> I, I just, sometimes you can overthink these things. I would rather players not plays, right? They went for it on fourth and seven from the Green Bay 31. And then on the next drive, Rashawn Gary forced a fumble by Goff. Uh, it was fourth and seven. You're late in the third quarter. You're trying to get points. I understand it. This is one that... You also could have had a field goal here and made it a two-score game, though. That was one where you're like, oh, I don't know. You needed seven yards. That is a significant That's amount a of yards to go out and get. And then the last one that failed, at this point, you have to go for it. You're late in the fourth quarter. Once again, it's fourth and seven. They stuck to their plan at this point, and, and you had already failed so many times that you were in this has-to-work mode. They converted one fourth and one later on their touchdown drive that destroyed the under. <laughs> Unbelievable. Because... You know what? Turn our downs. I love seeing that when I'm chasing it under. Oh, yeah. Mm. They converted once on a fourth and one. Do you think Campbell changes at all no. as we continue this way throughout the season? This is him. This is the I identity like this is a, of this team. I, feel like this is, I think there's going to be a, a point where he's like, okay, I have a chance to win this division or clinch a two seed or clinch the one seed or something like that, where he does have to probably think twice about going for it. But yeah, this is Dan Campbell. He's going to play risky the rest of the way, but I do think it, it that was the first big time where in the last two games, it's just been something's not right there with Detroit. I know they had to come back against Chicago, but it feels like, yeah, and then they had the crazy game with LA. It, it's going to be close. And I, it, Dan Campbell that needs to make certain decisions. That's going to put Detroit into situations where like they are yesterday, giving the ball to green Bay to put the game away mm -hmm. or they do what they did against LA. Uh, go for where they are. They're in clear field goal range where they could already kick a field goal to beat LA, but they know that, hey, Justin Herbert's on the other side. They've got timeouts. We want to kill this clock. And their defense to, couldn't stop anything. Yeah. Like that. that exactly. Is, like that, that play like, that they made to Laporta just to sit in there, a little five yard hitch, and just sat in there. What the hell is that? Mm -hmm. They're still waiting for Gardner Johnson to return, or is he returning this year? CJ Gardner Johnson? I, I can't remember. He got hurt earlier on in the season, and it felt like since they lost him, he had a really good start to his season. He was one of their yeah. big free agent signings. That the secondary has not been as sharp for Detroit. And even if he's back, he's not been as sharp. No, as the like Green Bay on. got anything they wanted through the uh, air. Dan Campbell less optimistic about CJ Gardner Johnson returns, so... Yeah, he, he tore his peck in week two. Oh yeah, no, that's probably it's probably uh, done for the yeah, year. Then probably yeah. curtains there. Yeah. So yeah, like like Detroit has been a fun story and, and all of that, but I I just I don't take them seriously as a, a real contender yep. in the NFC. Like mm -hmm. San Francisco, the the team that played last night, yeah, would have put up seventy on those dudes. Also, remember how we talked about in the open how Detroit fans would be excited to watch their team on Thanksgiving for once, and they were down to they what, were, 20 They were 20 booing to in the second They've lost their last eight on Thanksgiving. 
Well, those fans knew that it was a waxing Gibson uh, moon. So <laughs> they, uh... I can't believe they were booing and we didn't hear Dan Campbell on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're trying out here. Excuse me for a second. Pops Can on the we mic. We stop all the booing. Let these guys play. It's got no class. It's not who we are. We're playing not against the, the moon. We're playing. <laughs> you want to boo anybody? Boo the moon. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Did you guys like the halftime shows yesterday? Uh, Dolly, Jack Harlow, and Steve Aoki. The I, first one, the first one was hilarious because the set was so comical. Yeah, yeah. this like igloo on a blanket. Because like, of course it is with Jack Harlow. Yeah, it and wasn't going to be crazy. I like Jack Harlow. Yeah, Detroit guy. He shared a, a story. I on, saw that on I'm Instagram. Like, what are you doing? One of the reasons that he did this <laughs> is apparently because one of his relatives passed away from a heart attack at the 1960 Thanksgiving game in Detroit. It was like oh. great, great, great grandpa. Yeah, he like has that. like yeah, he, he's got a lot of family that lives in Detroit. He's from Detroit, so he had a whole bunch of family there. So he was very excited to do it, but unfortunately, the the stage for him was. Not great, yeah. I would say <laughs> when they they panned out on it, like they or zoomed out on it, and it was like, oh, like this this is the establishing, like, hey, stage is under construction, coming up next, and then he came out, and like, oh, they did, oh, that did, was it, they oh, didn't that finish was, it, that's that's it, okay. Uh, uh, he looked like he was performing at a school play, essentially. Yeah, there's one video in particular where he walks out and uh, he kind of sighs and shrugs. I think it's because there's no way that he looked at it and he was like, this is sick. Like, this is going to yeah. be cool on national TV. Nailed it. He was more like, I'm going to be turned into a meme now. Yeah, this That's is going to be one of the most watched television shows of the year. I'm really happy that I'm crawling out of an igloo right now on it. Dolly Parton's show was great. Yeah. Working nine to five. And then a bunch of Queen covers, which yeah, that was, seemed okay. kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised yeah, by that. Cowboy fans had to hear it somehow. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just I drive by on the Cowboys. Yeah, now. there you go. Uh, but yeah, like that—that that seemed very random to me. But I mean, Dolly Parton performing at halftime seemed random to me. Yeah, that really lit up social media in a way that I didn't necessarily expect. And a lot of it was along the lines of how Tony Romo felt about the show. <laughs> the field is all set after the Dolly performance. We are the champions, and she was wearing the. Cowboys cheerleading outfit. Yeah. You saw that coming, didn't I, you? You I said, had... I think she's going to go with a little cheerleading <laughs> outfit tonight. And I was like, wow, it's pretty good. What do you think we're going to see? I mean, she looks amazing, right? right? You, know, I mean, you never know what's going to happen wonderful. here. Who doesn't like Dolly Parton? <laughs> no, she's absolutely an American <laughs> treasure. That's for sure. And you are too, fast becoming. <laughs> Roll was horned up there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he sure was. I also liked him trying to get out of it. Like okay. he tried to cheerleading off. outfit tonight. Mm. I was like, wow, it's pretty good. What do you think we're gonna see? I mean, she looks half. amazing, right? right? You know, I mean, you never know. What do you think about this second half? I mean, she looks amazing. Yeah, I don't wow. know, Jim. I don't know, Jim, but look at Dolly. So anyway, Castellanos <laughs> the drive to deep left. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never put this headset on again. <laughs> I might never put this headset on again. I want to apologize to my employers. <laughs> Uh, and then Steve Aoki, you saw like six seconds of it because it's a DJ and <laughs> nobody cares on TV. Like, Here's a little Steve Aoki, uh, second half, coming up next. Yeah, and honestly, and then they like show the crowd and everyone is sitting and there's like one person that's like fist pumping and you're like, oh gosh, this was not it. Yeah. <laughs> this was a swing and a miss. I will say the setup for Jack Harlow was better than, who was it last year? The one who had that David Guetta song that's the blue ripoff or... Whatever. Oh, uh, um, Bibi Rixa. Yeah, they yeah. they had her 
in a soundstage away from the crowd last year. <laughs> like she was up in like the concourse. So if you're watching from the football game, you just see flashing lights coming from like the, the, the top left of the stadium and have no reason why. So at least there was some fan engagement this year. What do you think we're going to see? I mean, she looks half. amazing. Right? Right? You know, I mean, you never know what's going to happen wonderful. here. She's wonderful. Like your drunk <laughs> uncle at, the, at Thanksgiving. Uh, she's a delight. <laughs> Performance, we are the champions and she was wearing the Cowboys cheerleading outfit. Yeah. You saw that coming, didn't I, you? You I said had... I think she's gonna go with a little cheerleading outfit tonight. And I was like, wow, oh, that's pretty good. Oh, okay. What do you think we're gonna see? I mean she looks half. amazing, right? Yeah, you, know what I mean? you never know <laughs> what's gonna happen wonderful. here. Uh Dolly, I guess, released a CD of cover songs. And oh. and, and we are the champions as, as one of the covers. Yeah, well, the field is all set. If there's one thing I know about the Cowboys, it's championships. Yeah. Synonymous, I would say. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Tony Romo, I think it was eight times on the broadcast, said this team could win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're among one of 32 teams who would qualify for such a thing, I suppose, (laughs) yes. But, like, this is why this team could win the Super Bowl, Jim. It was like a punt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm. Apparently, Jack Harlow is not from Detroit. He's from Kentucky. Yeah, he he's he's got Detroit there. connections, so yeah. he's got he's he been there a lot. He has some family from Detroit. Yes, he visited a lot. Once removed. All right, close enough for me. Yeah, I'm it's like happy. I'm from Winnipeg, but I grew up in Calgary. I'm pretty happy with the work I did there. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, hey, fan engagement segment. I've been waiting all day for this. Nine six zero nine six zero is our text line. Uh, here's the deal. I want you guys to text in, and I want you guys to be a part of the segment. Here's what's going down this weekend. There is a huge WWE pay-per-view event. What is going down this weekend, boys? Survivor Series War Games. Yeah, you have been dying to talk about this. And then we've we've carved out a little bit of time here for you. Here yep. are the rules. I'm going to give you as much time to talk about the WWE pay-per-view as you want. Well, no. I'm going to give you as much time as the listeners want. Until we get three texts telling you guys to stop, you're allowed to talk for as long as you want. Ready? Yes. Let's go. Okay, go. Uh, CM Punk, uh, he might be coming back again. That this, is the like, this the is the rumor. big thing. Remember, like I, three texts to tell them to uh, stop. Living nine color, six zero nine six zero band that plays Cult of Personality. You heard it coming into the segment. They released a remixed version of that song. Um, so hint, hint. <laughs> Punk's probably coming back tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 in Chicago too, which is yeah. like it's where he's from. Um, I saw a tweet. It was like if you see if you see CM Punk in Chicago. It's because he lives there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. Uh, Bailey right, also we got teased that, uh, that Sasha Banks uh, was going to be there. I hope not. Um, I hope so not. So that there could be that. Stop. But I think, oh, there's one. There's one. Um, All right, one down, waiting for two more. Stop. Oh, okay, oh, no. there's All two. Right. But anytime you can get a war games, I, I like, I, I'm so, so happy that they brought Please war games. Oh, oh, there you go. Orton's back. I said you get three texts. I swear. You're, you're towing the line here, bucko. Yeah. <laughs> Worst you guys, thing you've done on air today. You guys tight 75 Please seconds. Stop. <laughs> Please stop. Yeah, the worst thing he's done on air today. All right, we'll take a break around the corner of the 8 o'clock hour. It's a good one. Sportsnet 960, the fan.